Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is Mr. Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D print projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room. Um, the Discord tunnel. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, hanging out. Good morning. Good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are around the world. Giving shout outs to everybody hanging out in the chat rooms. We are hanging out in the Discord at discord.com. We know discord.gg slash Adafruit. Everybody hanging out in there. We're in the YouTube chat, on Facebook, on Twitch, and all of the other streaming services like Periscope and LinkedIn. Yeah, we fixed LinkedIn, um, I noticed. So that's great. So we got all the different channels. Shout and, outs to yeah. Jim Henderson, we got Gary Z, we got CW Flemmer, Dantias, Garrett, and Ryan Anderson hanging out in the YouTube chat over on the Discord. The usual suspects hanging out. We got Mr. Certainly Bruce, Uha07, and over on Facebook as well. Good morning. Everybody hey, from Saturday. sunny Florida. Yeah. All right, well, we'll kick off the show with uh, some, some of the housekeeping stuff. We'll first start off with the freebies. So if you want to pick up anything in the Adafruit shop, there are some freebie deals going on. I'm going to skip the details, but if you go to adafruit.com slash free, you can see all the different tiers. There's something for everybody, and we're still doing the 100 days of masking. All right. Next up, I want to talk about the circuit Python meetings that happen. Um, on Discord every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a great way to check in with the community and the fine folks that are developing CircuitPython. This happens on the Discord server every Monday at 2 p.m. With the exception of US holidays on the Monday, it'll proceed in the following day. But uh, you can hit up uh, adafru.it slash Discord. That's the alternative link uh, to get invited to Discord. So check that out. We got newsletters as well to, to run through. So uh, the daily newsletters, you can subscribe to all the different categories that we have set up by heading over to adafruitdaily.com. You can uh, subscribe at your own leisure. And then for uh, product-focused newsletters, this one happens once a week as new things get added to the Adafruit shop. A good way to get that in your inbox is to subscribe to the news, news, newsletter. <laughs> adafruit.com slash newsletter for that one. Sweet. All right, Adafruit's uh, shipping their order safely. This is uh, a pre-COVID photo. Um, so your orders uh, support everybody here. So we appreciate y'all uh, ordering things every now and then. I feel like we need to Photoshop masks on everyone, just yeah. so we don't have to say that anymore. Yeah. Um, but then it'd be like, it's not six maybe, feet apart. Yeah, maybe this one helps. No. No. So keep your mask on, even though people are telling you not to wear it anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. We, we still stand by, you should wear your mask. Which means that we still have a free mask with every order. That's right, uh, those, the black surgical ones. Like I said, 100 days of masking, we, we still got days. Wish we could do 1,000 days of masking. All right, well, that's, I think that's it for the intro stuff. Um, oh, don't forget, jobs, uh, jobs board, Adafruit has a jobs board. Check that out at jobs.adafruit.com. If you're an employer, if you're a maker, and you want to post up your skills, you can do so for free. Also, if you're an employer and you're looking for some makers, you can uh, take and browse uh, folks' profiles. 
and uh, all of the, the job offerings and screenings there are uh, screened by Lamar and Phil themselves, so uh, there's no spam here. But uh, yeah, check it out, jobs.adafruit.com. All right, I'm jump back over to the Discord chat room and say hello before we start uh, jamming out here with our project. Hello, hello, we got Vince joining in. Hello, chats over here on the Facebook. Good morning, Savy. Thank you all for hanging out this lovely morning. Yeah. Are you folks ready to jump into the current project that we're working on? Let's go ahead and check out this super awesome Pico Mini. All right. So this is our, our project that we're working on. It's a collab project with Liz Clark. And it's basically a MIDI device. So if you ever heard of the MIDI Fighter from DJ Tech Tools, it's basically a MIDI Fighter. It uses arcade buttons to make, uh, to, to make a musical instrument that can be uh, used with uh, anything that supports MIDI. So in this case, I have a little iPhone here set up with GarageBand. And uh, the Pico, the Raspberry Pico, is the brains and the heart of this project. So the Pico is that $4 board that came out in January. And it can run Circuit Python. It can do uh, USB HID, and there's a really nice uh, MIDI library uh, for Circuit Python that runs really well on the Pico. The Pico has tons of GPIO, enough to get an array of 16 buttons. Uh, so that's what we have here. <laughs> uh, so during January, I was doing a beat a day, and one of the things that I kind of wanted that I kind of came up with an idea is that it'd be really nice if I could program and change um, the notes uh, while coming up with the kit. Um, instead of having to kind of tweak the code and change the values, I thought it'd be really cool if we had a display that could uh, that can do that. So Liz put this together. This is an OLED display. Um, it's a grayscale version. And the idea is that she put together a, a grid of uh, 16 circles, and each circle has a number, and that number is a, a MIDI note. So if I wanted to change this note here, I use this, this five-way joystick, right? So it's very intuitive. As you, uh, as you kind of move left and right and up and down, you kind of get this expected UI behavior, which is so good. So you have this, uh, this little selection here, this little stroke, um, the outline lets you know what button you're selecting. And let's say I want to change this key here. Right now it says it's 70. Is that 70? Yeah, 78. So I wanted to change that. I can click in with the joystick. And now the LED is lighting up, letting me know, hey, this is active, and you can change it. The display now shows this giant circle with a number here. And that's telling me what the number is. So now I can either use up and down to go up and down in the note, or left and right to go you know, back and forth. So it's really intuitive that way. And with it you know, blinking, it's really nice. Also, you can press the button uh, to see, is that the right note that I want? And uh, that, that is the right note. I'm going to put my headphones on so I can kind of hear what that note is. So once you've, so that's great. Another really cool thing is while it's in edit mode, right? I'm editing this, I can play notes around it. So I know that that's the note I want. So I'll just you know go to a different um, MIDI uh, software instrument. And this is GarageBand on uh, on this I iOS device here. Uh, so when it comes to latency, uh, I don't seem to notice any. 
Um, so that's really good for live performancing. Like it's it's working really really well. Uh, so that's a, a little demo of kind of the the idea behind um, the screen and the joystick. Um, yeah. So that is a quick little demo of it. You can hold as many buttons as you want down, as long as your synth can support, like, you could probably hold them all down, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, so the, the LEDs will stay lit as your button stays held down. So that's really nice, and as you release, the LED turns off, so that's really cool. And I have notes, because <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a lot to cover. Um, but yeah, if any, anybody has any questions during the stream, you can throw them into uh, the Discord chat room and we'll, we'll kind of answer them. So again, this is all running uh, off of CircuitPython and Liz Clark put the code together and we're collaborating on this one. Uh, so yeah, we talked about the USB MIDI library, which is for CircuitPython. We have quite a few different uh, USB MIDI projects as well. And the reason why we're using the Raspberry Pi is because it just has all those, all those GPIOs that we need. Okay. All right, so I'll talk a bit about the case design. So uh, all the parts are 3D printed, and uh, you got your button grid over here, and over here you have the display, the joystick, and the, uh, the Pico. Underneath the Pico is an LED driver, which I can show you folks right now. It's this LED driver. It's a fairly new product, and it runs over I2C. So you can daisy chain it because it has Stemma QT. So that's actually how we're doing this. We're daisy chaining the OLED display and uh, the LED driver here. So this is kind of a, it does double duty here. It can be a GPIO expander or it can be an LED driver. In this project, we're using it as an LED driver. And uh, really, really nice to have the Stemma QT uh, connection so that we can daisy chain our things together. So that is currently in stock. It's only $5, so if you want to pick that up, I think it's really nice. Let's say we wanted to do this project with a Feather. Feather doesn't have like all the GPIO to do a 16 button with LEDs, so you can have multiple. You can, I think you put four of these together and have like a crazy array arrangement of, of more buttons and GPIO. So that's really cool. Um, and you can do some, some fancy uh, current dimming as well with LEDs if you chose to do so. Uh, yeah, and then the second... Um, <laughs> The, uh, the second uh, product. product is the display. So it's an OLED display. Um, it works really well with CircuitPython. It's a grayscale display, 128 by 128. Uh, they're in stock right now. And there's two Stemma QT connections on the back, too, as, as well as breakouts. So uh, it's really nice to get all the, all the pins you would want uh, for uh, making a display run over I2C in CircuitPython. Sweet. All right. And then the Raspberry Pi Pico is in high demand, and uh, they're out of stock because <laughs> uh, they're in high demand. But uh, it's a $4 board. You could get it at different places. And um, yeah, we, we just really like it because it, it, it works with CircuitPython really well. Yeah. I'm posting all the links to get all of these. If any are out of stock, you can click on the notify me and get an email when those get back. Cool. Uh, the next thing I'll show is these LED buttons, right? So there are several different LED type of buttons. The enclosure is designed for these 30 millimeter diameter buttons, and they have the LED built into them. These are really nice because they have the LED built, in the, in, built into them. 
Um, they come in different colors, which you can get, but I really like the white one because it, it just is going to match whatever color I, I choose, I think. Um, so yeah, it has the, uh, the markings are a little different, I think, in, uh, in our latest thing. Here's one of them. Let's see if I can turn the, the thing on. I just want to show like the, <laughs> the button uh, here so you can see. Oh, this one doesn't. So some of them are going to have markings, and some of them aren't going to have markings. Uh, so this one does not have that marking. But yeah, this right here, the gray is the button, and down here is the LED. And that's how I kind of tell them apart. And they're, they're pretty responsive, right? They work really well. They have this little hex nut that you screw into, so they're pound mounted that way. And uh, yeah, I like that it's nicely diffused. Um, it's a nicely diffused button. Fun, fun, fun. I want to change it back to that that thing, but I'm afraid it'll uh, it might not like my sticky button. Code. It has an entire Linux distro. No, no, no this is completely a, different from yeah, the it's a, Raspberry it's a micro, Yeah, it's a microcontroller. It doesn't run Linux. It it can run um, CircuitPython <laughs> and MicroPython and MicroPython. And then one day, probably Arduino. Probably Arduino. So think point. of it like that way. It doesn't yeah. have an operating system. It is a microcontroller like right. an Arduino. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. All right. Um, we revert back to my notes and jump into Discord chat room. Then uh. we got questions about more stocks for the Picos coming in. Yeah, as soon as they come in, we'll put them right in the stock. There seems to be a little shortage, global shortage on chips. So that is why. <laughs> Ish. And it's not just us, it's uh, global. Yeah. That's the whole reason why we're still waiting for that Model Y to come in. <laughs> So uh, one last thing I want to talk about, like feature-wise, this 3D printed handle I talked about maybe a couple weeks ago now, um, it has a print-in-place hinge, which works really well uh, to make this handle. But um, I really wanted to turn it into a kickstand as well. So I've modified it so that the handle can click and lock into position, and then it can be used as a kickstand. Um, this, uh, this edge here, I drafted the angle so that it's at an incline here, so that when it is uh, on a flat surface, it is propped up a little bit. Uh, it gives you about like 12 degrees, um, so that's really nice uh, as a kickstand. Uh, it also works as a handle, of course, too, uh, but I really like that added feature. Just those two things, like there used to be a hole here that clicks in and you can unlock it. You can click it back in, and now it'll stay in place there. And uh, I like using the silicone mat uh, as it keeps it from slipping all over the place. Uh, so that was a really neat one. Um, what else can we talk about? So it's uh, I, I like to do snap fit enclosures. And there are screws here, but they just secure uh, the components uh, to the top piece here. But it is a snap fit enclosure, and it's really easy to kind of open it so I can do this right here, and then just take it apart. See on the inside there. I'm going to go here so that now none of the MIDIs will get mistriggered. But here's what the, here's a quick look at the wiring. Um, the the previous edit 
um, had the Pico and the LED driver mounted to the bottom, but now I have switched it because if it was mounted to the bottom, well, it had all these wires kind of coming this way. So now that it's uh, mounted to the top, uh, although everything's contained in the top here, and the only thing that's mounted uh, to the other sides is this here uh, USB uh, extension cable, which is nice. It's a stock cable. I didn't have to cut it, um, which is normally what I have to do, but it's a stock cable and it works really well. Right, so all the grounds here, the buttons are all shared together. So they're all daisy chained, and then there's a ground pin available in the display here, um, the OLED display. So that's really cool. And then you can see here that I got uh, the daisy chaining. Basically, both of these uh, STEM QT connectors are being used up. So one goes to the Pico, and the other one goes to uh, the LED driver here, which is right there. Yeah, and then the uh, the PCB mount has like three layer, uh, three yeah, three stages of like uh, standoffs. There's a good amount of standoffs here. Um, it's funny. There's M3, M2.5, and M2. <laughs> so all uh, all of the M's, which is really cool. Now to get the uh, five-way navigation switch um, to to fit and to be panel mounted, we have some clever ways to go about doing it, right? So I'm going to close it back up and then kind of show that off here. So three different ways to mount a five navigation switch. We designed our own PCB. At first, we milled it, right? So we CNC milled this one, and we routed it in uh, routing software, whatever software. I'm trying to focus. Here we go. So a really, really cool way to kind of quickly iterate a thing. And then uh, we turn this. Uh, over to Oshpark so we can get silk screen and a nice routing and you know gold or copper plating here through hole plating really well you get that nice stuff so there's two different things and then Liz thought hey we should 3d print it as well so uh, she put this one together and this can still come off here oh, careful <laughs> yeah don't bend the legs or whatever no but, like stab yourself oh that's how I stab myself removing one right. of those right so yeah, it's 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 a it's a great thing that you can 3D print every aspect of it, even the PCB for this little guy. So the idea is that you would just solder uh, to these legs here, and then um, you can uh, you can bend these down to kind of hold it more in place. And then these uh, mounting holes here are designed to fit into the top panel. So that's a really sweet way. So you get up, down, left, right, and then center to click. Uh, so that's really cool. So uh, we have some options. Folks can mill it, they can get it to Oshpark, or it's just 3D print it. I think a lot of folks are just going to 3D print it because you can totally do that. Uh, so we wanted to make this as accessible as possible, right? So another thing that folks might not have is that this little window here is a bit of a feature to it. It is CNC milled. You could laser cut it as well. But we thought, hey, why don't we, not that one, why don't we 3D print it uh, as well? So I designed a little window here that is um, this one. I designed a little window here so you can see that you can still get that effect. It might not be as clear as, uh, as this, but uh, you can print this in different translucent PLA uh, filament. And uh, this little lip here is designed to uh, kind of have a tight tolerance so that it has some, some surface to grab onto. So that's why I have it designed like that. And then uh, this lip here will uh, keep it so that it won't be pushed all the way down. So that's pretty neat. And I also have one here that's cut out so you can get styly and uh, maybe make it say something like uh, MIDI. 
MIDI, M-I-D-I. That's the MIDI logo I just brought into Fusion and did an extrude. And you can make some cutouts here and have some fun. So everything can be 3D printed, the PCB and this acrylic window. So those are the latest kind of things that I wanted to share on that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I have to, I have to go to the thing to activate it. on the learn guide for it and we'll have it ready by I think Wednesday of next week which is what we're aiming for um, but the code is already available on github if folks want to uh, get get on it um, it's it's in the Adafruit learn repo so folks can check that out um, I have a link here if folks want to check it out um, it's it's already public so check it out <laughs> and it's commented too so you can get a good look at how everything is working. And if you want to change the pins or add more buttons or less buttons, it's all commented so you can, uh, you can read through it. Awesome, awesome job by Liz. All right. I'm going to revert to my notes again, see if I covered all the, all the things I wanted to cover. I posted on the links to everything we're talking about. There were some questions about the clear acrylic that we went over. Yep, it is CNC'd, not laser cut, because I don't think you can use a laser on a PCB, right? Yeah, so the way uh, you could you could laser cut it, it would be like a straight cut. I don't think you can do this, right, with a laser. Uh, if anyone uses a laser, can you do um, sort of this sort of shape in lasering? I don't know if you can, but there's basically uh, a, a, a small lip here, and uh, that allows the... Uh, it allows uh, the case to, to have some area to lock into. So uh, yeah, this one's CNC milled. And we have some more stuff that we'll talk about with CNC milling after this demo. But yeah, this is some fluorescent green acrylic that I got from Inventables. And there's a lot of different uh, fluorescent UV reactive kind of thing. And then Tim, pulling off of that, I posted the link to the layer by layer on how you made the cool patterns with the CNC. I don't know if you want to talk about that yet. Maybe a little bit further down in the guide. And then we have uh, some comments for, I guess it's a mini software. Um, Portasonic is asking if you've tried Sunvox. I have not. Uh, this will work with just about any of the, uh, you know, anything that can accept MIDI. I don't think I have Nano Studio in here, but that's like my other favorite um, piece of software I like to use. I'm using an iOS device because it's like the easiest way I can get this working with Wirecast right now. And if you're noticing, what is this dongle here? The dongle takes the lightning connector and gives you that USB-A connector that you can plug in any camera or in this case, a USB MIDI device. And it's a native USB MIDI device. You plug this in and it says the vendor is Raspberry Pi Pico, which is really cool. And then uh, to get audio out, I have um, this audio cable. It's just a regular 3.5 millimeter cable. Um, that goes into my little USB mixer that's off frame over here, but that takes uh, both of our mics plus this has a line in and it uh, lets you guys hear it. So that's how that's working. Um, yeah, uh, I think next week I'll do like live 
uh, like setting up a drum kit, I think that would be really cool to do. Um, just to kind of showcase uh, that workflow of like kind of coming up with the kit. And for me, like that's like my jam is like coming up with a kit and like there's some standards and stuff that I'm used to that I want to talk about. Like I like to have my kicks over here, my tom-toms right here, I got my, my, uh, my cymbals over here and then normally this is the kick. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, so to work with any <laughs> MIDI software that, uh, that takes and accepts an external MIDI device. Yeah. It just works, by the way, too. Like, you just plug it in. For GarageBand, anyway, just plug it in. It just sees it. There's no extra setup that you have to do. Um, that's normally the case with iOS devices. They handle uh, MIDI pretty well, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> a Looks cool. It's going to set a reminder for when the project is released. They just set up one of the uh, Pybos, or Kibo, from, uh, I think it, that's the Pyramonia one. Yeah, right? sure. <clears throat> I'm just a real big fan of arcade buttons. Like the, the responsiveness of them are yeah. they're just so, so nice. Mm -hmm. I know they sound a little, there's different arcade buttons you can get that have less of a clicky sound, but when it comes to like uh, tactile feel and stuff, they're, they're just my favorite. This is like the first one that's like a true MIDI device that's running off CircuitPython that, uh, that, I'm, that I'm working on. Yeah, super dope. Portasonic is saying, yeah, they're using the uh, Kibo together with the Akai unit, or Akai unit. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then more comments on, yeah, the laser would not be ideal for that lip. Looks yeah, nice. Yeah, the lip. There you go. It's a bit of a flange. Yeah. Huge. And then request for an 8x8 uh, sized. Pico one, you do have one, oh, don't you? Eight, no, that's four oh, by nine. Four. Eight by eight's a ton. Three, six, nine. You, nine by that's nine. where you want to get. <laughs> or three uh, by three. Sorry. You would want to uh, daisy chain a few of ah. these together, and then you get all the GPIO, and you could probably even uh, use the feather. I would really like to use the feather here, but it just doesn't have enough. It just doesn't have enough uh, I/O. I'd have to use more of these, but yeah, you could use more of these here. It gives you sixteen more GPIO. Oh man, that focus is awful. <laughs> Let's see. Plasma Dolphin is saying, yeah, it would be more expensive with all those buttons. Yeah, the more buttons you add, the more the more cost you add to it. I think you can get some cheap buttons from like AliExpress, Alibaba. They're going to take a month or whatever to ship, but that's on you. Uh, you can choose whatever buttons you want, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And then Robbie AZ123 is saying, this looks fantastic. They just got the Akai. MPK Mini, start learning and making some synth music. Do we have a kit for this next week? Yeah, Although, depending on how many people like build this or show interest, then that'll dictate whether we make a, a proper kit. Uh, the last kit that we uh, put together, I think, was the lightsaber kit because just a lot of folks were searching for it, and uh, you know, we our CS team um, compiles all the stats and they determine that's how we get a kit when folks are searching for it. So search for it, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> like a MIDI fighter, just search for MIDI fighter. And then questions on, could you replace the buttons with pads instead? Do they have what pad? kind of pads? Pad, like, like a button? Like instead of it being a button, it's a pad? Yeah, so we, we have something like that already. And that is a, um, a Neo Trellis device. That's what you would want to 
mm. look at. The Neo Trellis has that rubber elastomer pads. Uh, that's the closest thing that we carry, we design, we make sort of thing. Um, so Neo Trellis. And I will be honest about it. Uh, I, for performances, finger drumming, uh, these are very mushy and not as responsive as arcade buttons. If you're doing like a step sequencer, uh, that sort of thing, a step sequencer, that's great. But for what I'm doing, like performance pressing and the responsiveness of it, um, these are mushy. Uh, I don't want to, you know, just for this application, I, I don't think it's the best, right? Um, but it's still a great, uh, a great uh, device. But yeah, this one's kind of already ready to go and it already runs uh, MIDI natively. But yeah, it also can be Arduino and CircuitPython. And there's quite a few projects in the Learn system that shows you how to uh, use it as more than just a MIDI controller. You can use that as a soundboard, which is really cool. And here's that 8x8 uh, pack. If you, if you really like the pads, the rubber pads, here's an 8x8 um, kit that we, uh, that we sell here. It runs uh, an M4, which is perfect. Yeah. That's cool. Buttons, buttons galore. Cool. Any questions? Just comments on people wanting a drum machine. I could put a link to the learn guide on a couple of them. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think next week like, like, I'll switch it up to a drum, and then um, you know we'll, we'll we'll create a drum kit. Another couple of different like ways to do that. For sure, yep. Even a servo-driven uh, drum right, machine. Right, solenoid-driven <laughs> drum. If you want to hit a real drum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of fun drum machines in the Learn system. We don't have a MIDI fighter yet, which is why I'm happy about this. Oh, man, super cool. And then comparisons uh, with the Neo Trellis, between that and the Neo Trellis. Yeah, for me, it's all about the button response and feel. And uh, the Neo Trellis, if you don't want that responsive quickness, uh, like I, I just can't do do that. Like I can't do that with the buttons on the uh, on the Neo Trellis or any type of rubber elastomer thing. I actually bought one of the Akai drum machine MIDI things um, quite a few years ago, and like I never used it because like they just never felt responsive enough for me. Like they just felt terrible. <laughs> uh, I think it was from Akai too. A little. Uh, the MIDI kind of soft pads. It's all preferences. It is all preferences. Uh, 64 Haps is saying that the, uh, I think he's talking about the, the arcade buttons, saying that they look real mushy during prolonged periods of playing it. It does start to hurt your fingers. Soft pads, definitely the way to go. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it's all preferences. Yep. I like to work out my fingers. <laughs> I think I it's mean, a good it's, it's pretty easy to hit these. Yeah, um, if you want like really responsive buttons, the Sanwa buttons are the, the, they're, like the most responsive, and they have different styles that are you know designed for like super rapidness. It's almost like a Cherry MX switch, where different colors will will be uh, will tell you like which is the clickiness or which is the response it, responsiveness to it. Um, and there's ways to like dampen the noise too if you really want. Yeah, it's funny. But like there's Again, if oh yeah, yeah, that's what they mean. Yeah. Huh. But hey, you're free to use whatever button. That yeah, that's why you there's like. so many different types. Correct. Yeah. Oh. And then it's great that the LED is built in. 
The ones I just showed you don't have LEDs, but some of them do. And people were saying some uh, button slicers, and they're posting links to what one looks like. Looks like a little dampener. I might need a spudger tool. I might not. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think I have a spudger tool. Do we have any type of maybe that audio cable? Yeah, let me see if that audio cable will work. So you can totally hack these and. I don't know if this is the best use of my time, but why not, right? And then some comments on the arcade stick says buttons will make your fingertips numb. <laughs> <laughs> Modded their MIDI fighter. This used to come out. And then general questions about the software. Are they able to do velocity through the pads? These these currently do not. I've actually never opened this one. That's funny. Yeah, there's the PCB for the, uh, the LED. And uh I suppose you could put some rubber, something, uh, something in between here, but yeah. A VP is saying 3D print the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> we totally have. We actually did uh, quite a few years ago. Um, you can totally do it. I had a spring inside there. They're, they feel terrible though. They just feel terrible because of the layer lines. Yeah, I think that's where you want to add the, uh, the dampener. And uh, Marky is saying that, yeah, the Sanwo buttons are just on and off, no velocity. No, yeah, no. Uh, but we, we were thinking like maybe some knobs and things to do, uh, either modulation or, like you said, the MIDI velocity, note velocity. Um, yeah. Oh, crap. Looks like we've ended. What do you mean? Let's see. How? Oh, we're good. Yeah, I see that it's like error. All right, bear with us, folks. Yeah, it says um, we're not streaming. <laughs> right here. Oh, no, we're still live. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird wirecast issue. All right, cool. Well, that is the project. Next week, we will have a learn guide, and we'll walk through uh, the build assembly. And uh, we'll take a look at the code as well. But right now, we were just showing off the uh, some of the features and, and playing some sounds and things. Yeah, just hyping up. And it looks like you guys are interested, so yay. Good vibes on that one. We'll make sure we'll yeah. I, I hope extra I hope more folks polished touch on these. Yeah, we really want to make it so that if you've never soldered anything or you've never programmed anything, you can absolutely do this. Uh, yeah, that's that's the whole goal. Circuit Python is designed for beginners, and Adafruit really prides themselves in, in uh, beginners first, right? So. I, I will document it as much as I can to uh, to make it an easy build for anyone who's never played with electronics before. Yeah. Right, and then uh, general more comments from Protosonic saying, yeah, this would be great for a sequencer. Yeah, that would be really cool too. And right. then uh, Remy made a MIDI cap touch pad with custom PCBs and the MPR21. Oh, that is great. Yes. One, two, one. <laughs> yes, we have done something similar. Need to redo that. Um, really, really the, cool. Uh, the updated Stemma version of the yeah, uh, NPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, this year we're going to do so many um, musical projects. Yeah, if you guys so go rewarding. through the learn guide on just all the MIDI projects, you can see like between um, John Park and Noel, they made like so many. Yeah, and Liz too. <laughs> Liz, yeah. Really, it's, it's it's yeah. I think Liz is kind of. Let's go ahead and just include everybody. I think yeah. everybody has made one. <laughs> sure. All right. And then uh, some comments on yeah, this is a great gateway to euro uh, euro rack diy yeah it's 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 a uh, it's happening yeah 
It's one of those hobbies that pulls you in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So All last right. week we uh, talked about the fairy wings and it took up the entire show so yeah. we can go ahead and look at some of the things we're prototyping and some of the time-lapse Tuesdays from the community, community uh, makes this week. Yeah. So I guess we'll jump into prototyping stuff? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so uh, lots of talk on the little uh, companion robots and with, uh, I guess, Easter coming up. Oh, that's It'd be that's good great. for like a little egg robot from uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, uh, Age of Calamity, the, Age of Calamity. Uh, the latest uh, installment of Zelda, The Legend mm. of Zelda video game for Nintendo Switch. So because everybody has to make a cute little baby version of whatever the last thing like was. Like the little baby R2-D2 is Chip. R2-D2 or the baby Yoda, who can forget right. baby Yoda. Yeah, he's right back there. Uh, Nintendo, of course, made a Guardian robot, the baby version of it. So mm -hmm. this is going to be one of those little egg robots. It's going to be a shoulder robot right? so that it can hang on to your shoulder with some magnets on the bottom. It'll have the little feet dangling and it'll have a servo inside. So it'll just go left and right. Not sure if I'm going to have the little whistle that goes on top to add some more functionality to that. But it'll at least be, what did Lamar say? I think it, itsy bitsy inside there with some LEDs, like an LED ring or something. Yeah. To have all the glow that is all around the little cute robot. It'll just move its head back and forth, just like the previous Guardian robot uh, build that Noah did. So just like nice little simple upgrade to that on Circuit Python, of course. That's the big thing about that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just a super cute little uh, Guardian robot to be on your desk or your shoulder. <laughs> and then the little whistle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little way to, uh, I don't know, I guess it's sort of... Easter theme because he looks like an egg. He's an egg indeed. <laughs> but yeah, nice little uh, uh, more servo type projects that we wanted to get yeah. to. Cosplay and, and uh, cosplay pops and Circuit mm -hmm. Python really go well uh, hand in hand together. Yeah, and we figured since it's like one of our most popular videos, I uh, definitely got to remake that. Yeah. And uh, instead of doing the snap together uh, feet, we'll make these uh, chainable this time. And Lamar suggested. Place having like a wire to go through there so you can position these and have him uh, be nice little posable little uh, yeah. robot. I don't know other things, I don't know, make it IOT or something. So when you get an email, maybe his light <laughs> lights up or something. Yeah. Maybe uh, take a look at the, um, the mailbox uh, project, the servo inside. So when you get a yeah. Gmail, instead of doing the flag going up, it'll just and then do a little flute. Major email. Yeah. It's a nice little cute project for that. All in Fusion 360. Uh, it was super fun trying to do all of the, oh. the what's it called, the form. Yeah. Form. Uh, sculpt? Sculpt, you yeah. You sculpt? Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Well, at least for that. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, PLA printed. Uh, any supports or anything? No. Yeah. No Look supports. No supports. Yeah, everything's at an angle. You can kind of see yeah, it there. Yeah, Extrude that out, which we'll talk about when the project has released all the CAD for it. It's a, you're just doing a taper when you extrude on that. This marble PLA filament looks pretty nice. Yeah. Great for statues and things mm -hmm. like that. Then you need a little bit of texture. Yep. It's kind of good. All right, cool. So that is what's being prototyped. Coming soon. Yay. Super cute. Excellent. Baby robot. Sweet. All right. Heading over to Shop Talk. So if you are interested in CNC milling and engraving acrylic, I have a tutorial for you. Hmm. 
and uh, Pedro will post the link. It's in the notes. It's called Lair Belair Engraving CNC. So I went down the, 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 the radical journey of, of learning how to create uh, patterned engravings. So I put together this, uh, this little or the kind of a workflow, right, to use the patterns inside the manufacturing workspace in Fusion 360 to make um, a nice uh, geometric pattern yeah, that can be kind of scaled. Uh, so I hadn't done that before, and the original idea was to like just download some artwork and then kind of uh, get that infusion, which you can do. And then um, the issue I, I came up with that is that I had to pick every single thing. So I came up with a way to use uh, the pattern feature inside the manufacturing workspace to just generate this pattern out of just a couple uh, simple shapes. So I have this little one that I'm going to share, um, which is a piece of acrylic again. And what I ended up doing was engraving some patterns on my 3x3 three three, uh, MIDI fighter. So I have here these circles, and this is actually um, the pattern that I show how to create in Fusion in the manufacturing workspace. And in the bottom here, I have these hexagons, which is a, a nice pattern as well. Um, so if you are interested in um, CNC engraving geometric patterns, I also show how, how a fail uh, can, can arise by trying to reduce the machining time. You, uh, if you reduce, uh, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you reduce your clearance too low, you're, you'll get some scarred like this. And I talk more about it in depth in the tutorial. But uh, here's another piece of acrylic that's a bit edge lit. So if you're trying to do some edge lit engraving um, and you want to do some cool patterns, uh, check out the tutorial. It's about uh, half an hour or so. But I walk you through creating the sketch. And then I also show you like uh, some 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 visual ways to kind of get an idea of how your patterns will look like. Yeah. So I hope folks dig it, and uh, I will use that as a reference for every time I come back to CNC milling and engraving. I always have to relearn it, but uh, I think doing a labelary will help out uh, cement it into my brain. So that's why I do those. Yeah. It'd be cool to uh, make this window with that piece. Um, my idea was to uh, create my stock, get my, my thing, and then get the shape. But I wanted to have this piece because it's the only one I have, and I wanted to share that before I actually turn it into this. So I'll see how that looks like next week. Maybe it looks good, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> you see how this looks through it? It kind of takes away from the, uh, from, the, from the detail, but whatever. We'll see. So that's it, engraving. Okay, got yeah. some good comments on layer by layer for that. Thanks, folks. Cool. And All right. Some banter on the Discord. <laughs> Link's breakfast quest. Got to break a few eggs and make a few omelets. Oh, right. <laughs> cool. It is still cooking in uh, Age of Calamity, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, folks are talking about the Euro rack and Euro rack synth. And I wanted to give a shout out to Liz Clark, who uh, put together uh, a case for her Euro racks. And we collaborate on the design. And she has a video up that shows her process for um, create, uh, using a scroll saw to cut the pieces out of wood and just uh, putting it together. Um, the pieces here on the side are laser cut acrylic from Pinoco. So if you've never um, tried a laser cut service, check out Pinoco. And uh, this is all on GitHub and Thingiverse. So if folks want to uh, build their own Eurorack case, this is a good insight into uh, doing that. So what I wanted to do is just kind of show a quick um, 
some quick CAD stuff to kind of show. Um, so the Eurorack is using these Z rails, and they are from Tip Top Audio. And these are the mounting rails that, uh, that you can use. Um, they have a nice uh, documentation. So you can uh, grab the dimensions to recreate the, um, the rail in, in your CAD software. So I used these dimensions to create the, the rail. So that's just kind of how we, we came up. It was like, first, let's design the rails. And the way they work, they're a little bit like, uh, like a T-slot. So there's a center hole. And that is, um, that's what's used to uh, get the side panels. And then you have these uh, M3 uh, um, square nuts that, get, uh, that go inside that railing in that little T-slot. And that's what uh, you mount your Euro racks to. Um, so the spacing is uh, very particular. It's 5.08 millimeters. And then there's uh, a length called HP. So like the smallest version is, uh, the smallest length of your rail is 84. So you can just use user parameters in Fusion to just update um, how, many, how long you'd like it to be. So that's how we kind of put it together. It's a good look at how you can uh, use user parameters to drive your design. Uh, so uh, it was really fun to put it together in Fusion. And what else do I say about it? <laughs> Uh, we uh, were playing around with uh, creating like a template for uh, Eurorack temp uh, Euro plates. So I just wanted to kind of test out and see if all the holes lined up and everything. So uh, that's what I got going on here. I think what I'll do as a layer by layer is I wanted to show how uh, I created the template. So I, I referenced uh, this tech document, the spec sheet from uh, Dofer, the website. And they, they kind of have a nice breakdown of the dimensions for the mounting holes. And they kind of talk about the HP for the module width as well. And then in Fusion, I uh, put together a sketch that's driven with those user parameters um, so that we can uh, kind of just input a number for the HP width. So in this case, it's like an 8 HP width. Um, and again, that, that spacing is what defines the HP width. Like 1 HP is 5.08. So if you put 24 or 10 or whatever, um, it'll just automatically scale, which is really sweet if you're trying to do like uh, uh, something that you maybe want to get an SVG or a DXF and not necessarily a 3D model. You can use Fusion and use the parameters to kind of get that artwork for you so that you can laser cut it, plasma cut it, or whatever manufacturing thing you'd like. I just really am into uh, standard uh, mounting holes, and like Eurorack is like all about the standard uh, mounting holes, so that's super great. So uh, I'll, I think I'm going to do that as the next layer by layer. Um, so I uh, hope folks like that and they're into their Euro racks. Adolfos is saying, I've steered clear from Euro racks to save my wallet. <laughs> so tempting, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Liz shows that you don't really need, uh, you, can, you, can, yeah, you can do it on the cheap. And that, yeah. Sweet. So yeah, check that out. Uh, I have a link to it in the description, too. So check it out. All right, I think that's it for Shop Talk. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's Community Makes. We got a, a good amount of them. Uh, I think it's this one here, so let's show the time lapse. All right, so I don't know what the deal is with these micro stacks. People are saying that they want some DIN rail mountable ones. Yeah, so it's a, it's a storage I, solution. I mean, they look really cool. Yeah, I they, like the assembly of them. Yeah, they're modular, um, they're modular uh, storage containers, and they have a really sweet assembly. 
and you, of it's course, the, yeah. like the name suggests, they stack right on top of each other. Right. You hide your valuables like a Resident Pi Pico. <laughs> your last bit of boards. Yeah. And then they just go right on top in that little wheel there. Uh, yeah, it locks them in place as it tightens those little bottom. hinges. Very, very cool. We'll have the, uh, the Thingiverse page here. This is by Jake Jake, Jacob. We've, we've uh, printed some of his designs before. I really Fantastic. like the color combos that you can do with these. Right, very cool. Here's like a nice little uh, assembly. assembly, and there's a video as well. But just eight pieces um, that you print separately. It's not print in place, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you can assemble this <laughs> thing, and let's take a look at it. Yes, you're absolutely right. Mr. Certainly Bruce is saying that. These need googly eyes. Yeah, they do oh, look like fun. one of those uh, robots from one of the batteries not included, huh? Yeah, huh. super cute. I'm trying to play with So, you. using the rainbow silk PLA here from everyone, I think? Is the brand? It's either everyone or 3D Solutech. It's always those two. Yeah, so these right here lock on to this, or push these into here, which have these little, um, little holes down at the bottom that unlock it. Mm. Twist these to get it open. There you go. I really like the assembly of these snap together. So the, this top lid just pops off from here and you have like a little way to uh, have that being open without going all the way down. So it can slide in like that. So you can wow. leave it open. Nice amount of features. Yeah, lots of cool detail. Very, uh, uh, the aesthetic is really yeah, nice. The only change for this was, uh, oh, first the apologies for the time lapse there. I had used the completely wrong profile for it. <laughs> Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I think that I had, was like, a, Yeah, I had the okay. direct drive uh, profile on there, so it was. Oh, there wasn't enough. Retraction. It was only like two millimeter uh, retraction. It should have been six point five. Yeah. So that's why it was all stringy and hairy there. Okay. Uh, and then the um, horizontal compensation was a negative point two to have all these pieces fit together, mm. like all the uh, the pins and all that. Okay. And yeah, just a really cool way to uh, have a nice little storage for what have you. Excellent. Excellent little print here. I yeah, really yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, you, you can check cool. it out on Thingiverse. You can check that. It's on there. Or at least that's where we found it. Excellent. <laughs> cool. And then got a couple more community Yeah, I'm, I'm going to reverse just a little bit and go back to Shop Talk. Oh. I do want to uh, call attention to Colts 3Ds. Oh, They're yeah. celebrating seven years. So check them out. This is a great repo site. Uh, it's, a, it's great to have more. Yeah, it's a curated site. Here's our Instagram site, and they um, they're always sharing really really awesome designs. Unlike some of the other repo sites, like they really don't have a curation. They've been doing this really really well. Um, just a couple dudes. So check them out. Uh, if you're a designer and you want to get paid for your STLs, they're one of the best marketplaces to do so. Uh, so check it out. Colts3D.com. And uh, we also gave them a nice testimonial, so you want to check that out. Uh, we have a little testimonial of some nice things to say. So there you go. Yeah, I want to print out that little phone holder that looks like an elephant. For sure, cool. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so back over to Community Makes, I got a couple of things that came through. I think you'll like them. This one here, giving a huge shout out to Todd Kurt. Todd came up with a really elegant knob, a USB knob. Oh, I it's love a, this. a bit of a, uh, what would you call it? A USB knob, right, for your computer. It uses CircuitPython, and it's used in the USB HID library. 
And he shouted me out because uh, he used our CAD uh, models to create this uh, sweet, this super stellar design. So you can check them out on, you can check out the project on GitHub. Uh, there's a YouTube video and a nice uh, demos of it, uh, not just being a USB HID, but also MIDI. So that was really cool to see. Uh, folks are like, hey, can it also do MIDI? And he's like, yes, it can. And very, very cool. And this is a, uh, a CAD explosion that uh, just knocked my socks off. <laughs> like, this is so cool. So you can see here that the rotary encoder is the knob, and that like fits perfectly underneath uh, the pins on the QtPy, which is a really, uh, really cute uh, CircuitPython board. And then the NeoPixel ring gets mounted there on top. Super elegant way to create a, uh, a light up knob. Super cool. And the effect looks great. I would just play like that on. So yeah. cool. Yeah, you can get a good look at the demo, I think, in another. It's so, it's so clean and, right? and cute. Cute knob. <laughs> yeah, so huge shout out to, Ka to Todd for, uh, for tagging me on that one. Super cool. All right. Next up, we have. One of, the, one of the things that we like to do is make tools and rigs for us. And one of them was a, a tool to make it easier to do heat set inserts. Uh, so this is something that I've wanted for a minute. And I'm so happy that uh, folks uh, contributed to it. So uh, uh, we have a, on, uh, on Thingiverse made a remix uh, of the heat press. It's really more of like an addition. This here uh, keeps the, the belt out of the, or the belt, I'm sorry. This keeps the, the cable from the soldering iron away. Um, from, from getting burnt. So you can see here in this photo, uh, it keeps that away. And it's just a nice little uh, set of brackets that, uh, that, uh, that have a little channel here for the, uh, for the cable to kind of fit into in these little uh, snaps that kind of keep it in place. So uh, yeah, it's really great to see. Um, anytime I need to do heat set inserts, I always pull it out. It's always uh, where I need it to be. And if you ever find yourself um, Needing one, uh, we have a really nice learn guide that walks you through the assembly. And I'm, I'm glad to see folks like adding to it. Mm -hmm. And that's Make something that I need to actually, next time I yeah. do it, I'm going to print these out and get my cable set up. So huge shout out to, uh, to Weaba <laughs> on uh, Thingiverse for posting that remix. All right, we got another one. It's uh, pretty simple. It's a 3D printed bumper for an Apple TV remote. We, we just made this just because like, we, made, we needed one. So using NinjaFlex uh, or any TPU flexible style um, filament, you can, you can use that to create a nearly indestructible um, bumper for your devices like an Apple TV remote. So uh, that's really nice. This one I'm really excited about. Do you remember the, uh, the, the printer mill, Pedro? Mm -hmm. This is hey. Naomi's printer mill and uh, Maxzilla 2445 uh, 3D printed the uh, Lynx wooden sword that Pedro you put together, I think, in Tinkercad or something? Or was it Maya? Probably Maya. Uh, I don't remember. But uh, he printed it on the, on the mill, and it's like a perfect uh, model to print in one nice. piece. And <laughs> like, in wood, it looks like. Yeah, he, he used wood filament. Came out great on a CR30. Is, is the CR30 the print mill, or is it something else? No, I think it is the print mill. OK, well, that's great to see uh, the sword being How printed. Cool. Yeah, that's great. So it was super fun to see. All right. Do the next one. The next one is an iPhone lens holder. So the iPhone 12 Pro Max holder 
for a 52 millimeter filter. So, Pedro, you, uh, you talk about this? I don't know. Hey, it's a I polarizer. Yeah, it's a polarizer for when the sun is shining or having like a bunch of reflections over any object. Like a like if you're doing like a display and you're getting all these display glare. water, like True, a yeah. lot of things. Like the table like has a lot of reflections. We use this a ton when we're trying to get a nice clean look without any shininess going everywhere. And by shininess, I mean like glare Correct, from yeah. that's like bouncing off the table. It mm -hmm. gives it like this white look that uh, doesn't look pleasing. So this is a very useful thing. And for your iPhone 12 that has three different lenses. Mm -hmm. This is great, That a great solution. I, I would imagine that this is, this for, is for a mirrorless lens, like a 12 millimeter lens or something. Uh, Pro 52. Max, I need this. What do you mean? I need to print this. Oh, right, right. Well, <laughs> you made this. This is a remix of your case. Oh. You know right. what I'm saying? Nice. Right. So uh, good, good work, Pedro. <laughs> it looks like it press fits, and it has two pieces to it, so that's huh. cool. Very cool. We even have right. the fifty-two millimeter uh, lens. That I think using you do, now. right? So it's fun coming in here, not telling you like what the what this is a surprise. Great. I know, right? It's really <laughs> cool. So shout out to uh, Alexi uh, for for posting Beautiful. that remix up. It's a really useful one. I'm we gonna go print that right now. Yeah, I know, right? Like we tend to <laughs> use our iPhones a lot for filming, and uh, it's great to uh, release something as simple as a case, and then come back mm -hmm. as something that's more useful. Like, hey, this oh, thing holds cool. this. It's adapted. Right? Wow. That's the open source community for you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're not done yet, folks. One last one. No, maybe it's not a last one, but this one was posted up on Prusa Printers. It's really nice to see uh, other places getting uh, makes. But this is the make of the heat set insert. And I just love this workshop photo of just like, ah, this looks so good. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's being used. Look how many heat suits are there. Nice. It's like, that is why you want to make one of these. You got a whole slew of heat set inserts to make. This makes it easier, I think. So really, really fun to see this. Not just one, but two photos. Oh yeah, two photos. Looks great. So if you find yourself um, doing some heat inserts, check it out. Oh man, you see how the cable is dangerously close to the tip? Ah. See, that's why you want to use uh, the other thing, <laughs> which is great. So uh, thanks Dave Wilson for posting that up. Very cool. Yeah, all right. And now for some fun stuff. Uh, this one still gets a lot of makes. It's a, uh, yeah. it's a little planter, right? It, themed after the Mario Boo from uh, Super Mario Brothers. And this one just looks really nice. So uh, Zoom24 on Thingiverse posted this up with their succulent. And a lot of makes of that. We should probably do a time lapse of that, huh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> looks great. All right, I think, I think maybe one more. Two more, sorry. Almost there. This one's a really good one too. So um, it's ah, a unicorn horn. This is super cool. I'll just horse. read it from Chris on Twitter. Said uh, they made their horse a light up unicorn horn for Valentine's Day. Uh, had the idea for ages. It's using the Adafruit NRM52 840 feather. As you control it over Bluetooth, uh, 12 volt um, NeoPixels, I suppose. I have not seen those. And then the horn is from Adafruit's Thingiverse. <laughs> this is great. Oh, cool. This is so cool. I think we wanted to do this ages ago as well. Yeah. Don't have access to a horse Not anymore. Not anymore, yeah. But uh, this is so cool. sweet. This is just the coolest. Huh. And of course, the they won the whatever competition. <laughs> Can you not win with a unicorn horn? That's so I take awesome. a, lot of, a lot of pleasure in like seeing um, the unicorn horn just make the rounds. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it's so, so cool. 
Uh, if folks want to learn how to design, how I designed it, you can check out my Lair Belair. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Uh, yeah. OK, uh, the next one is the last one. We're just catching up here with all the community makes. Um, so this one was a uh, sort of a oh, yeah. yeah sort of a wine holder for onion Valentine's milk. Day. Huh. Yeah, onion milk. There you go. Oh, cool. Uh, you can you can use this, uh, remix main. it, modify it. Yeah. Um, I think it's in Spanish. Filamento. Yeah. Prusament. Pele gold. Yeah. Very very cool. Grazi, yeah, maybe it's Italian, not Spanish, mm. sorry. But yeah, this is something we did a couple whoa, a couple years ago. Seven years ago. <laughs> Before I ate fruit. Yeah. <laughs> we just carried it over from, mm -hmm. our, from our stuff because we thought folks would like it. So there you go. That's all of this week's Community Mace. Huge shout out to everybody posting their stuff. It's super informational to see. And uh, yeah. All right. And then a uh, question from Bruce. He's... Uh... Have you had any issues with the heat insert tool? I've heard from folks that uh, invert the invert the iron for prolonged length of time have burnt parts of it out, heat uh, dissipating back into the handle. Yeah, you're gonna want to um, definitely don't leave it on and uh, turn it off when it's idle. Yeah, that could definitely be a thing. I haven't had any issues yet, but I, I don't use it any longer than like an like a half hour so maybe that's what's going on mm -hmm. but uh, yeah that's probably also printed in the abs or pet g yeah yep Let's see and then just general uh comments on people liking the pico midi fighter and uh Sweet. yeah all right <clears throat> we'll see you guys later tonight we have a show and tell stream going on. It happens every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. If you'd like to be invited or you'd just like to join, rather, you can go to Discord and uh, PT will post the link to StreamYard so folks can join in uh, five minutes before the show. So something about that, it's somewhere around there. Sometimes it's 10 minutes before. But 7.30 p.m. is when it starts and goes live. And then at 8 p.m. is Ask an Engineer, a full hour of Lamar and Phil, talking about open source hardware, new products in the shop, uh, news and more and then on thursday we got john parks workshop every thursday at 4 p.m eastern time scott's doing a deep dive on fridays every friday at 2 p.m on sundays desk of lady ada with uh the special segment uh the great search with digikey tuesdays is jp's product pick of the week every tuesday at 4 p.m eastern time and then it loops right back around to 3 Hangouts, 11 a.m. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Everybody having fun. Where's my Pico? Here's my Peaks. I think you'll play us out now. We'll take a little. We'll take a look at this. You know what I'm playing. Probably all <laughs> show next week. Yeah, and I really want to showcase like setting up a drum kit because I, I, I think oh, that's, that's fun. fun. practicing to come up with something. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you guys next time. But until see you then, later tonight. Yeah. Bye.